What's going on, Agents for Life? It's uh, podcast number 188. Welcome. I'm glad you're listening. And I truly hope you're having a fantastic day, a great week, and an even better month. If not, let's make some changes, right? That's what I'm here for. Please, please, please reach out to me. I want to hear from you if you're struggling. Let's get it fixed and let's get you making, um, making money protecting families. That's what it's all about. Just wanted to go over with you a little bit of... Uh, on these ethos leads, uh, there was the $6 leads, and I wanna really put a plug in to pay attention to these. These are good value, okay? I'm gonna tell you my numbers from this week. I purchased a batch in Colorado. I've never written in Colorado before. But again, I'm a virtual agent, right? So I'm kind of looking at different states now. And this week is Colorado week. There were 26, so I picked them up. Uh, they're $6, so total investment of $156. If there were more, I would have gotten more, but um, 26, right? So here we go. So I start dialing. Uh, six people said no, two people said yes. Wrote a policy on both. Total APV of 4,000. Now, I still have 18 leads left that I haven't even gotten to. But already on the, money, on the apps that I wrote, and they're both healthy people, so they should get approved, um, that's about, well, it's going to be about three grand of profit coming in right off the bat and uh, more later. So that's, uh, that's a pretty good return on investment. Now, do they all work out that way? No, heavens no. Um, some work out that way and some work out even better and some not. But you know what? Um, you hustle and you invest and you go for it. That's what I've learned. Um, 26 leads, $156 investment. Now, my employee mentality could have said, man, $156, oh my gosh, that's so much money. What if I don't, what if I don't do anything with it? Well, what if you do? You know, why do we go to the negative in our thoughts? You know, I've spent all this money on leads. What if it doesn't happen? What if it doesn't work? Well, I like to answer that with, what if it does? What if it works so big that you can hardly sleep at night because you're so excited? Like, why don't we train our brains to be positive? and expect positive things? Um, good question. So anyways, let's see how this goes. Um, oh, by the way, I'm not, I'm licensed in Colorado, but I wasn't updated with GPM where I wrote both of these policies. So here's what I did. I took the application and I didn't submit it and uh, I'm getting contracted with them tomorrow and then I'll submit the application. So I took all the information. This is what I usually recommend. Take all the information for the application and then write and submit it after you're, you're approved with the carrier. So um, I don't, you know, if you know you're going to go into a state, certainly it's better to get licensed ahead of time so you don't have the snafu that I ran into because I forgot to get, uh, GPM has a separate thing where you have to pay a small fee in, in above getting your license in a state to be able to write with GPM. So I got to get that cleared tomorrow, but um, I forgot. And on the application itself, during the appointment, I noticed it wasn't an option in the drop down, and so that's what I did. Um, and sometimes you have to be creative, and sometimes you have to be a little scrappy, and um, still, you know, keep moving forward. But that's what that's what it's about is you know getting those commitments with people while you have them on the phone. And then um, after you hang up, go back and do some cleanup work and get it all fixed. And so that's what I'm doing. Um, but let me go into a story that I wanted to share with you. And I just, this is kind of the, the training part. I want to inspire you with this story. I don't know if you're familiar with 
uh, James Cameron, who directed three of the top four highest grossing movies of all time. Um, don't know if you know his backstory, but listen to this. He started out, he was a truck driver, and he was so broke, he couldn't go to film school. Instead, inst- what he would do on weekends, he'd go to the library, and he would start, he would study from um, different uh, theses, uh, you know, master's theses that people put in. Uh, graduate students, anything related to film, he would pull those out and he would Xerox them and take them home and study them. Okay, doctoral dissertations. This is how he got his education. And he says, I literally gave myself a full graduate course on film technology for about $120. <laughs> so $120 of um, Xerox money over the years. And that's how he self-taught and became a director and learned the trade. Um, I didn't have to enroll in school because it was all there in the library. And so he was on a mission. And so really what, what this taught me is that you can't, you can't stop someone who, who knows what they want and they're going after it, period. That's it. He made a decision. He could have gotten, he could have found a million excuses and lived a mediocre life and, and allowed his circumstances to stop him. Um, it's not what he did. He said, I'm here to win. I, he know, knew what he wanted and he didn't let his lack of capital, in his case, stop him from moving ahead. He just went for it. Right, and he showed up, and I'm sure day after day after day, I actually got on YouTube and watched the first film that he directed. It is so awful. Oh my gosh, he got a group of dentists together and um, pulled in money. I think it was twenty thousand dollars to fundraise, and he shot it in his own living room. <laughs> it's a dreadful. I have no idea what the story. I was trying to follow along. I mean, it was back in the what or late seventies, I think, when he first filmed that. Um, and so cinematography was not very good anyways, but it was awful. And he, I also learned he was living in his car when he wrote the script for Terminator. Um, today, he has 22 Academy Awards and seven Golden Globe Awards. So, wow, nothing to shake a stick at, right? So anyways, Mr. Cameron went from humble beginnings, didn't let excuses stop him, and uh, overcame phenomenal obstacles to get to where he is today. So that's my takeaway for you is what is stopping you? What, what are you looking at and seeing as excuses that is keeping you from taking action? Everybody has imperfect circumstances, don't we? We all have things that can hold us back. We all have reasons why to not do something. You know, maybe it's health related. Maybe it's um, you don't have enough finances. Maybe you don't have enough time. Maybe your job is stressing you out. Maybe you're due to have a baby soon, or maybe you were just diagnosed with something, or who knows? Who knows what? And they're all legitimate excuses, by the way. That's the thing about excuses: is they're real. They're real to you because they're yours. But at the end of the day. Are you going to let something stop you from your dream, right? Either that's the reason why you won't do it, or that's the reason why you will. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, let's take time, for example. 
I don't have enough time to put toward this business. Maybe that's what you're thinking. Maybe that's what's stopping you. Maybe that's your excuse, right? Excuses are beautiful because they help us justify lack of activity, don't they? They help us not feel guilty because we rely on excuses to, yeah, you know, I would do this, but, and then blah, blah, blah. So therefore I feel better about myself. Well, excuses have a funny way of doing that. And really what, what they do in the end is keep us from achieving our dreams. Because if that's your pattern, you'll do that in any industry. and You'll take it around from job to job or business venture to business venture and never really break through because you're letting your circumstances dictate your actions and ultimately your future. So time, right? I don't have enough time to do this business. Okay, well, that could very well be a legitimate excuse. But that can be your excuse or it can be your reason why. I don't have enough time. Therefore, I need to do this business so that someday I can have enough time. You see the change in thinking there? James Cameron, right? Showing up. I don't have enough money to even go to film school. Therefore, I'll never be a producer. Nope. I don't have enough money. Therefore, I got to go do this so I can be one of the richest guys in Hollywood. So he goes to the library. He figures out a way. Guys, if the dream is big enough and the drive is big enough, it doesn't matter what the excuse is. You'll figure out a way. You can't keep a winner from winning, no matter how hard you try. Not that we try, but if you truly want to succeed, it doesn't matter what your excuses are, okay? Honestly, you can, you can do it. You absolutely can do it. People have overcome insurmountable obstacles. People all through the ages have proven, all through history, time and time again, regardless of the size of the obstacle, aka excuse, it can be overcome. It can absolutely be overcome. You are every bit as powerful and every bit as infinitely capable in what you can do that you may just not have tapped into yet, by the way, as anyone else. There's nobody that's extra special that was given an extra dose of this or that. It's just willpower, hard work, hustle, talent is, is way overrated. Guys, hopefully I'm giving you some hope here, but I love this story. James Cameron, I don't know him personally. I don't know what kind of a person he is, but I'm inspired by his tenacity and his commitment to succeed against all odds because it gives me hope, a little guy, that I can hopefully even pass along some of that to you if you're a little guy too, like me, to say, you know what? Bring your excuses and your obstacles and your challenges. You know what? Let's just go do it anyways. Mm -hmm.